Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, all. Let me say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for a good night's rest. We thank you for preserving us in our health, in our strength, in our safety, in our well-being. And we thank you, Lord. This morning again, as we make us fresh start to a new day, here we are before you. You bid us come, you call us by name, to be right before you and with you. To be one in the Spirit, communing with you. And we open our hearts, Lord, to receive fresh wisdom from you. We come that we might draw and drink again from you, from the well of wisdom of life. That you open up our understanding and you pour in the deeper wisdom, the mysteries that come from your word. So that you might teach us your ways that are much higher than our ways. We thank you, Lord. And we thank you that every time we are with you in that secret place, you also pour your peace and your joy into our hearts. For your kingdom is all about righteousness, peace and joy. And that is made real to us by your Holy Spirit. So we thank you, Lord, for that peace and that joy. And we share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it also, Lord, with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer. <clears throat> and those that have no one to pray for them. And as we offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord, we call on your name. The name of our Maker and our Creator. The name of our Father, the God of peace who shall bruise Satan under our feet, the one who is our fortress, our high tower, our deliverer, our shield, our strength, the one who always completes every good work that he has started in us. And we pray in the name of his son Jesus, the word himself, who taught us to call God our Father, who taught us to speak <clears throat> the word. The one who came to restore our identity and our authority. The Prince of Peace. The Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. The one who is the door back to the kingdom. The only door. And he is the way, the truth and the life. We pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of victory the spirit of truth and freedom, the one who raised Jesus from the dead. He is the one that brought everything in creation into existence at the spoken word of the Father. It is he who lifts us out of the pit. It is he who heals our backsliding. It is he who is given to us to be with us every single day of our life. Teaching us, advocating and interceding for us, strengthening us, Lifting us out of the pit. And he has made his tabernacle within our body. And now gives life to that mortal body. Which was earlier committed and dedicated to sin. That we might no longer be. Or have any part in sin. But might be drawn to a life of holiness. Might be drawn to a life in the kingdom. 
and might be drawn to a relationship with the Father, a restoration. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. You have blessed us with the gift of angels and destiny helpers. You have blessed us with every physical provision and every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. We thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us, that you go the extra mile just to see us walk in abundance and live in dominion, to reestablish the original form and image and likeness in which you created us. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for each of these lives, Lord. And call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. And we also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. When I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue and for the discernment to choose life over death. To choose life and abundance over death, shortage and cursing in our lives and that of others around us. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We all face storms in our lives. And Jesus never said that once you are born again, storms will stop coming your way. <clears throat> In fact, on the contrary, they will increase because you now come into the radar of the devil. And he can't stand to see God-fearing believers prosper because that defeats his purpose of keeping God's people in subjection. And if one prospers, then he can teach others how to prosper as well. So the devil is afraid of that revival. We saw on a Friday Bible study as well that Adam was prospering in the Garden of Eden. <clears throat> he only faced poverty and a curse, which we will touch on this week as well in our Friday Bible study. He only faced poverty and a curse, a cursed life when he sinned. Now, if we come into God's kingdom and start prospering, there is nothing the devil can do to keep us in subjection. So his trick is to keep people from rising and entering the kingdom. To keep them poor, to keep them busy and to keep them prayerless. So that they are cut off from the source of prosperity. They have to fend for themselves in and by the flesh through hard work. And there is no hope of going back to what God really created men to be. 
and as long as that status quo remains the devil remains the ruler of the earth so whenever there is a possibility that you might rise up he stirs up a storm so that it can either frighten you or get you to doubt take a few steps back maybe and in doing so he can either delay or abort your destiny if he cannot abort it he will try to delay it one such storm was recorded in the bible uh, while jesus crossed the sea to get it, to enter into gadara and what we're really reflecting on today is how to tackle those storms in your life we see that in matthew chapter 8 but there's also another account in mark 4 from verse 35 onwards up until the early few scriptures in mark chapter 5 i think it's up to mark 520 maybe and i'll just summarize the the part of the story that has them in the boat and the storm so it starts from verse 35 in chapter 4 and jesus got into a boat with his disciples and as they sailed a furious storm came up And the bible says waves broke out over the boat so that water started filling into it and was nearly swamped and when a boat fills with water it starts sinking now jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion the disciples woke him and said to him teacher don't you care that we drown and now the next part then from verse 39 onwards is important because that's where his response comes and it says he immediately got up and he rebuked the wind and said to the waves quiet be still please note the order and then the wind died down and was completely calm and he said to the disciples why are you afraid do you still have no faith and then when they reached the show he healed a demon possessed man and if you read on the bible says when the man was well he went into the decapolis and told everyone about jesus in short he evangelized so from the demons point of view it was the fear of being dislodged from their home because of legal reasons if they don't have a human or any any living body to live within then they are illegal in the earth realm and can be kicked out so the fear of being dislodged from their home and this evangelization because decapolis is literally 10 cities the evangelization because that whole region if you read closely through the verses that whole region was possessed controlled and managed by the demons which is why it tells you when you read through chapter mark chapter 5 you see that the people tried to send jesus away they said go away from us because his influence would have dislodged the balance of power in that region which was controlled by those demons so they were afraid of losing that control now what's the best way to battle this kind of a threat the threat of being dislodged or losing control 
is when you see the enemy coming from afar, you start attacking them then. Which is why when Jesus was coming with his disciples in the boat, they knew exactly well what he was coming for. So they stirred up a storm. They can't control elements in nature. They stirred up a storm in the sea. And usually when you look at storms, it is not the water by itself that is violent. The water is naturally calm. You look at any oceans, they're naturally calm. It is only when certain other external environmental factors influence the water is when it becomes or starts to become dangerous. In this case, it was the wind. It is a wind that stirred up the water to rise into higher waves, which would then enter into the boat. And then when water enters the boat, the boat becomes heavier and starts to sink. And how did Jesus tackle the storm? That's what we ought to learn from him to warfare in our storms as well. <clears throat> Mark 4 verse 39 says, He rebuked the wind and then spoke to the waves. Note, he didn't rebuke the waves and then speak to the wind or just speak to both. He knew which one to rebuke and which one to speak to. So he rebuked the wind which is the source and he spoke to the waves which is where the effect is seen, calming them down. The waves are only the tangible part or the visible part of the storm. That is what we see. But the source is what we do not see. It is the spirit entities or the spirits referred, spirits also referred to as wind. It is that source or the cause behind the upheaval or the shaking of the physical environment in your circumstances. What is it that is causing them to have tumult? So the spirit entity that sponsors trouble in your life. And what do we normally do? We look at those circumstances. We see that they are tossing up and down and we try to tackle them. What we are really doing here is trying to rebuke the physical circumstance and ignoring or trying to rebuke the waves and ignore the wind in our storms. And that's why many a times we, we don't get success in them. Instead, what should we be doing? We should be attacking the source. That is why we fail to stop damage. So he taught us an important lesson here. First thing is, have faith. Know your identity and authority and then command. That is why that was the first question after he silenced the storm. The first question he asked the disciples, have you still no faith? You can only speak like he spoke with authority when you know what your authority is, when you know who you are, your identity, so that even if the devil comes to question you on your identity, you know what to say. More importantly, you don't get into doubt if he poses that kind of a question. You continue commanding and rebuking and speaking. You know very well who to command and whom to speak to and calm down. 
The second one is you identify the spiritual source that has caused the problem in your life. And you rebuke that spirit, crush that altar. For example, if it is financial challenges and joblessness, it could be, it could likely be the spirit of mammon. That's one potential cause. There could be others as well. But you don't speak about your jobs first. Else, even whatever is coming will be aborted because the source is still intervening your circumstances. So if there is a new opportunity that comes, they will sabotage that as well. So what you first do is you rebuke that spirit or the spirit of mammon in this example. And then once that spirit has been rebuked, you then prophesy jobs. You then say to your finances that were draining, peace, be still, just like Jesus said to the waves. For this, we must engage in warfare prayer as well. It is not only plead to God for mercy. There will always be some instances that can only be vetoed by His mercy. Nothing else. But for all other times, it is your declarations. Knowing whom to rebuke and knowing which one to speak to. So that we then rebuke the cause of the problem, the actual cause. And we speak to the circumstances and be still. Now another practical application is also when we get into an argument with someone that is close to us. We often engage in attacking their identity and that is what the devil wants us to attack. Rather than identifying what is the cause of them behaving that way and attacking that cause. More often than not, it will be a certain behavior that has been triggered by something else. The trigger is nowhere in our discussion and we just blame the person. And more often than not now, a simple example is when you shout at your own children for doing something wrong. And we say to them, you are good for nothing. What you are really doing there is you are attacking the waves, rebuking the waves instead of rebuking the wind that has caused that wave. I hope you're able to relate to that. And it's for all of us, for me as well, for us to bear in mind at all times. If we end up attacking the identity, we're really only hitting the waves and the real damage there is only to us. The cause remains hidden and he can continue his guerrilla warfare to attack you, to attack your family or to attack that loved one that you are fighting with. Let this be an eye-opener for us. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that in every circumstance where we find ourselves challenged in, let us always remember this storm at Gadara. So that every time before we speak, even out of an anger in that situation, let us take a step back to stop, to analyze which one is the wind and which one are the waves so that we can then speak to the waves we can then rebuke the wind as well and know which one is to be done first. I ask for that edification. I ask for that discernment. I ask for that wisdom. In the mighty name of Jesus. And as we pray for spiritual edification, Lord, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. 
We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures this day, for all families that are embattled, facing division and separation of any kind. There is one such family we have lifted up in prayer, Father, today. What you have joined together, let no man, no wind, no spirit divide. We speak peace, we speak your provision, we speak your love, because you are the third person in that marriage, Lord. You are the joining factor, the glue in there. We speak restoration of their circumstances, so that they don't let circumstances overwhelm the relation that should supersede the circumstance. That relationship is bigger than everything. Oh, we thank you, Lord, that you pour out your wisdom and your love and joy into their hearts. That everything in that circumstance is normalized and peace is restored into that home. Father, Holy Spirit, we commend this family to you so that knowing that you are the head of this family, when you stir up your presence in there, then there is liberty by the truth that settles into their hearts. We pray also for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance and poverty. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and our friends. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shandakana Mandakana Baka Hayadakana 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 Baka Hayadakana
Mambrosila, Rabbana, Skilashadada, Skola, Branchila, Ratakatai, 
The words that the Lord spoke to me as we were just praying then. I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me. Search me and know me. I am your Lord and God. Scripture I've been given is from 1 John 4, verses 1 to 3. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are of God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit which confesses, that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit which does not confess Jesus is not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist of which you heard that it was coming. And now it is in the world already. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a couple of scriptures shared in the chat. The first is from Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3, quoted from the NIV. And this talks about alignment with God. It says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his Lord day and night. <clears throat> that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, prospers. And the second scripture is from Isaiah 43, verse 2. Again quoted from the NIV, where it says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections, our Divine Mercy and Rosary sessions, as well as the Friday Bible teachings, please share those with friends and family. Share links for Zoom and YouTube with them. And invite them to come join us. We'll share that message in our Telegram chat again this morning so that you can spread the message. You can also point them to recordings that are available on YouTube and on Spotify. And you can share the Telegram group link itself. You'll find those in the description of the videos in YouTube. Each video has that link. Give it as a gift so that they can then post their prayer requests as well. Also, a reminder about our Bible study topic. It's the Divine Trifecta, Heaven, Earth, and Man. The second part in our series, four-part series. And we shall learn about man's connection to earth, the spiritual, and also about God's kingdom, and how we are set up to operate in our realm. 
and let the mercy and the grace, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Russell. Russell. God, God bless, bless everyone. everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone.